Ah, there you are. Thank you for joining me this evening for a drink. Oh, how have I been? Well, that's a tough question to answer. You know when someone tries to stab you in an alley and they melt to death and you wake up in your once thought dead father's office? Well, it's gross, messy, and requires a shower. And that's just the family reunion. Well, I've found out about dear old dad's dastardly dealings, and it turns out he is part of a secret organization with the singular goal of preventing the resurgence of the chromatic dragons, the same dragon threat they once removed from the world long ago. Oh, and the person I thought of as my father was really a homunculus of my father. And, and, because I am my father's son, I have the blood of the dragon within me which is altogether too terrifying. So off I went with my father to induct me into his creepy cabal, or rather be knighted in the order of the dragon's blood. During the meeting, after being knighted, things got a bit boring right before being terrifying. One of the members of the order, having previously been corrupted, brought back a black orb of power. As a tip, if you are ever confronted with a magical object you suspect can bend the will of the people around it, don't touch it. Unfortunately, it seems I joined a cult of idiots and the leader, Agreer, picked up the orb. Another idiot then tried to shake the orb free and both of their wills were subsumed. The object transformed the two idiots into draconic monsters and of course I had to save everyone within hours of joining the order. Of course it came down to me, my father, and his manservant to defend the inner sanctum of this order and prevent catastrophe. Naturally we were victorious, but the scuffle and subsequent death of the two idiots has left my father in a bit of a powerful position within this order of the dragon's blood. While I was busy becoming a green knight and being a hero, Dirk and Adam were investigating a shop that sells oozes, believing it was connected with Dirk's gooey bed friend from a few weeks back. You know, I never had a pet while growing up, unless you count Dirk and Adam, but I never would have guessed that people may want an ooze for a pet. The city never runs out of surprises. And what a surprise it was when Elmuk's friendly oozes was firebombed while Adam and Dirk were investigating inside. The attacking gang of kobolds stole an ublex. Yes, a god's damned ublex. My friends tell me that this kobold attack later led to a high-speed chase through the streets of Agelfia, replete with cannon fire and gunfire against this same gang of kobolds. They found the gang hideout by driving right into the kobold's trap. And it wouldn't be the last time we used this method of trap defusal. Adam, Dirk, and Elmuk's security guard, Tebow, fought through the streets and into the kobold warehouse. During the fight, our old friend Naya and some of her goons arrived with a sharp complaint for the kobold leader, and finding her old nemeses here, of course tried to kill them, and even poor Tebow. During the conflict, Adam was mortally wounded, nearly dying. Naya was captured along with her gang, and Adam, Dirk, and I were finally reunited at the precinct. Adam was in no condition to help us track down the Ublex, and so we paired up with a machine person. How do I describe Fulcrum? He's more than a simple automaton, but doesn't have those finicky fleshy bits that you and I have. Fulcrum, it turns out, is a bounty hunter expert, and Mudbreaker brought him in to find me as I was unreachable doing secret dragon cult things. Instead, we used Fulcrum's towns to help us find the Ublex, which had captured my friend Anaza and was using her as bait to bait us into a trap. We used Fulcrum's warship of a quad motor to zoom to her rescue. You know, it is sad how much more the private sector is paid than us, Agelfia's finest. We arrived at Denaza's apartments, and as a piece of advice from me to you, you can't sneak up on a psychic ooze. They can hear your mind approach no matter how quiet your steps are. Well, of course, we spring the trap and have to fight the Ublex's mind-bending illusions and the Ublex itself before it kills the hostage, Anaza. 
During the fight, Adam arrives, still wounded from the fight with Naya, and with Adam's aid, the fight continued, as we battled with both mines and weapons. Unfortunately, Fulcrum and Adam were both wounded and dying. It was just Dirk and I left fighting to the death against the Ublix. Of course, it took a night to save the day, and as I breathed fire on the Ublex, it died, boiling away. We had done it, defeating this new terror of Agelfia as quickly as it materialized. So that is how I've been lately. Oh, and by the way, you are under arrest. Thank you for listening to my story while the rest of the force surrounded the tavern. It is a shame you won't remember it. Welcome to Dice Heist, where we roll the dice and see what we can get away with. My name is Aaron, and I'll be playing Bertram Dirgestride, our resident dual-wielding, dual revolver-juggling bard. Over to you, Bronson. <laughs> hey everybody, Bronson here again, playing Adam Varuva, the rogue wizard of the group. Nick? Yeah, hey guys, I am Nick, playing Dirk Vilgoth, the arcane trickster, with a fancy new flashlight that he is trying not to burn everything down with. Over to you, DM. Hey guys, uh, this is Raceland, your DM. Uh, and we are back on Dice Heist in our fourth arc after our Lore of the Lands episode and also after our holiday special two weeks ago. Uh, so hopefully you guys enjoyed all of that, but uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about on the coattails of the last arc. So basically, after uh, everyone got out of there, after fighting in Anaz's apartment, was there anything e either of you wanted to do to like wrap up that time frame? Like, is there like anything that happened after that? Uh, so <clears throat> something with Dirk, uh, after figuring out or after finding out about like that mind fuckery stuff, with the Ublex, mm -hmm. um, he decided looking into types of magic that would allow him to do something similar. Interesting. And something that he found was Phantasmal Force. Cool. Okay. So mechanically, uh, Dirk swapped out uh, Tasha's Hideous Laughter for Phantasmal Force. Sweet. Okay. Anything else from anyone else? Uh. <clears throat> If, like, during that week after Adam is covered and they're all at their place, maybe Bertram's drinking at the bar they have in there. Um, but he, if they're all together, if it was a moment, uh, you would just kind of see hear Bertram just, like, change the subject. Um, gentlemen, I have the weird pleasure to introduce myself to you now as Sir Bertram Doge stride with a capital S. Sir? Uh so like like a knight? Exactly like a knight. Although like a, a secret organization. Adam is wincingly in pain pulling out his <laughs> journal. So no, what, no. Uh, what'd you do? Go seduce some royalty and they knighted uh, you? What what Adam, if you wouldn't <laughs> mind uh, not <laughs> writing this down. Start scratching out in his journal. Could we burn that page? I'm just going to rip it out and then prestigitate it on fire. I appreciate you Adam, so very much. Adam, as you just prestigitate that on fire, you realize that I also had your grocery list for later on. <laughs> <laughs> <Dang it. laughs> like there was a special recipe that you had written down on there and now you just You're going to forget uh, one. Yeah. You're going to get almost all of it on there, but yeah. forget like the... You're, you're gonna forget the, the capers. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I know neither of you would uh, sh share this information if I asked you not to. And I'm asking you, imploring you, begging. You cannot tell anyone of this. We cannot refer to it in mixed company. We might not even be safe speaking about it in the open here. Um, uh, so do you want to tell us later, or...? I don't know how else to 
make any preparations that would allow us to speak. If you have any ideas, let so, me know. Bertram, this mm-hmm. was an additional effect of your little meeting room. Your little study that you had. Oh, nice. Advised. Fuck. You have a button that uh, basically creates magical effect that guards you from any scrying and anything else like that. It's not impervious, but it's pretty damn close. So like divination stuff? Yeah, yeah, pretty much like anything that would spy on you, that sort of magic and stuff. <laughs> right. Like if someone had a telescope through the window, they could see you, but like right. there's no like magical enhancement really, unless it's very powerful magic. Like a really high level spell used a uh, spell slot used to cast scry might be able to break through. Sure. Or maybe okay. like a magical mechanical device. Perhaps exactly or? like something, but it have to be pretty powerful and well devised okay. to do. So, um, I, uh, I'll I'll press the button and the uh, wooden carving of a dragon uh, that's been stained like mossy green will c- kind of like animate nice. and like stretch its wings out, and you'll just see uh, like a golden sword appear and just holographically pierce through it as its eyes glow golden. Um, so this, I think, will let us talk, uh, without much worry, unless we're on some very specific scrutiny. Uh, I don't know where to begin. Adam's, like, taking out his magnifying glass and examining this device. (laughs) 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 Um, Adam? Adam, your tent? Sorry. As, as Dirk was just, like... Flipping a dagger up and down and just like catching it, tossing it up, catching it. Um. <laughs> so, uh, turns out, my father and others are part of an organization of people whose en- entire efforts have been suppressing the reemergence of the dragon. So you're like a. Uh anti-dragon cult it does feel a bit culty uh, yes um it it does a bit um i but you know it has the shine of legitimate secret organization uh but you know it has a bit cultiness to it now that you mention it um to be clear so does the cia but we'll move on from that <laughs> <laughs> now we're on the list <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we were on the list before. It's fine. Uh-oh. There's like an NSA agent just rolling his eyes right now. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, there was a, a, a bit of an, an event, uh, but me being the son of one of their members, I was extended membership myself. Oh, hold up, hold up. Son of one of the members? Like, your mother or father? My father is, um, well, now he is kind of the principal member uh, of this chapter. You, I, you know that to be true. I, I yeah. thought I thought your dad was dead. Oh, wait, no. You said that you're with your dad. So what? What? what's the deal with your dad? I thought he was dead in Vago, and then you said he's not. Uh-huh, so uh-huh, what's going uh-huh. on? Yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, I, I thought he was dead in Vago. But it was actually um, a simulacrum of sorts, a fleshy automaton made to look and be inhabitable by my father's um, presence. So you had your real father somewhere else. Here, he was here. And a fake father raising you. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a little fucked. Are you saying that... It is. And I'm just going to finish my drink and pour another one. <laughs> yeah. Are you saying your father was, in a way, raising you remotely? Uh, that's probably the best way you could put it. Hmm. But uh, he, for whatever reason, had to fake his death uh, all the while being here kind of cultivating his influence and power over the city and thereby enabling his connections with, uh, well, the Order's connections with the rest of the city. It's all very fucked up, but this is the hand I've been dealt. 
So it sounds like you have significantly more connection than you did before. Uh, kind of. As in with a father who's some sort of leadership role with this anti-dragon cult and now Well, now like this section of it, uh, yes. But I am, an, I, am, I am a knight. All right. Well, uh, fuck. Where's my promotion? <laughs> well, you know, you just have to be in a cult, I guess. A couple questions, Bertram. Uh, the first thing is that the, the fact that they're a secret organization leads me to believe that there are pro-dragon members out and about and in more plentiful numbers than possibly my my impression was it's the the lid is relatively tight until um the jaw burps a bit i i I'm, that's lost on you i can see from <laughs> your eyes uh it i think they have a general handle on a lot of things and it's dealing with the outliers uh but I mean, while I was there, they they were uh, a kind of trap or sabotage went off. Um, an item was brought within the protections of the place and seemed to uh, possess some members. Uh, well, from my readings on the history of Agelfia some of the culture sounds like I could probably agree with most of the tenants, philosophies, and goals of this order. Do you think it would be a good idea to try to, I guess, secretly in this case, combine forces in a way when we can? Well, um, I'm sure I'll need your help, both of your help, uh, to carry out whatever responsibilities they have in mind for me. Yeah, but uh, I don't think they would want uh, people not in their order to participate whatever missions or whatever you go on. Usually these culty types uh, want to keep it strictly in-house. And be that as it may, I'm in-house, as it were. I... You are. Yes, you. Yes, and... How I handle things will be at my discretion, I would assume. And if it's not, you can go with the guise of secrecy. You guys have no idea why we're doing it, just that you're helping me, as faithful friends do. Right, right. Secrecy. Yep, I can do that. And Dirk just kind of, like, kicks back into a chair, snaps his fingers, casts the disguise self spell, and just turns into a half-orc and just... Just plops down. Yep, yep, nailed it. Yep, we can do secrecy. Well, then I have one more question for you, Bertram. And this may be a little bit heavy. I don't know if it's the right time to ask, but I think we should know. In the event that our goals clash with this organization's goals, who will you side with? Where will your loyalties lie? Well, I imagine they wouldn't have changed in the slightest. I I don't see a place where our goals, the three of us, will countermand the goals of the Order. And if they do, well... I've had family the entire time I was in Vigo, and there's mostly the two of you, rather than my remote father. That's where my loyalty is. So I guess now that I have a friend who's a knight in some order that kills dragons, uh, I can uh, write off my dream of ever having a baby dragon, a pet for myself that I get to ride when it gets older. Yeah, do I think dragons would be hard to tame. You uh, think? 
I, I don't know. I've never met one, but they, they seem really cool from what I've read. From what I've read, they're pretty intelligent, even smarter than some people. That'd be like if Dirk, you tried Dirk, to ride me. Dirk, <laughs> Dirk tried. Dirk read a uh, a children's book on, <laughs> on pseudo dragons. <laughs> like this is not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that is a uh, pipe dream, but. All right, all right, I'll scratch it. Gosh, who knows what the future holds? Maybe Adam can make you a magitech dragon uh, thing. It's all right. I'll Adam just I'll just settle his... for running on walls and swinging a plasma blade. It's all right. Adam unfolds <laughs> his journal and writes down magic dragon magitech dragon for Dirk. <laughs> <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. So, that that is, you know, kind of where I was when you guys blew up three and a half blocks of buildings. Yeah, yeah, we uh we definitely had some fun without you, as you know. Adam almost fucking died because you weren't there. I I don't know if that's a fair conclusion. Did, did you almost die? Statistically, Adam knows for a fact that if Bertram was there, it'd be less likely that he would have nearly died. <laughs> Correlation, not causation. <laughs> well, um, I'm glad you're not dead, Adam. <clears throat> well, that's enough spotlight for me. Uh, so, Dirk, you, uh, thinking to change the subject... Remember hearing about the tipsy tourney that's going on soon. So you could pipe up and bring that up into the conversation. Oh, oh, hey guys, uh, just remembered, down down a couple streets over, there's this club called the Rogue Bull Club, and they have this thing going on that's the tipsy tourney, and you go, you drink, you play games, you mess shit up, you win prizes. I think we should go. Uh, and then Adam, as as you hear this, you're like, yeah, I heard about something else at uh, this other place that you went to. Uh, what was the, I, I said, the Bittersweet Tap House. Oh, yeah, the Bittersweet Tap House, which actually, is a different, was... Which is in the Rarick District, where you were to pick up your gifts. Right, yeah, they were advertising something along those lines as well. All right, what do you guys think? Some bar hopping? Go play some games? Can I choose all the bars? Uh, as long as they have these games going, then sure. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we fade away as you guys talk about this into the new arc. And you guys are all sitting around in the office as you guys have received a little pamphlet that was passed around. Uh, inviting all to join in the tipsy tournament uh, that is taking place citywide. A select 10 bars from the districts have been chosen to take part in this event. At each of these bars, you will get a, uh, you can purchase specialty drinks to which uh, there is a competition just for the number of which you drink total. Overall, for the entirety of the tipsy tourney, the team of three that drinks the most will receive first place, second, second, and so on and so forth, uh, each receiving a special item. And you also know that there are special prizes at each of the different uh, 10 establishments that are participating. Uh, on here, there's a list of them. Um, so hailing from Eastgate, where you guys are uh, known to live, is the inebriated scrapper, which is Bertram's dive specifically that he goes to often. Uh, they seem to be listing as something called pro fencing going on there which should be fun. Uh, another hailing again from the Eastgate District is, of course, the one that Dirk mentioned, the, Rage, or, uh, the Rogue Bowl Club. And here, it seems that there's some sort of competitive tavern brawl going on there. Uh, another from... Uh, so the, there's a list of 10 of them, and these are just the two in your district. You also hear about the Bittersweet Tap House as well. That seems to have some sort of chugging contest. Uh, and there are several spread throughout the city. Two others in the Central District, 
Um, a total of two in the layer, uh, lower Kavos, which you know to be like the dwarven sect of the city. Uh, and there is also uh, a couple in Westwall and one that is in Balbarum, the kind of more rundown one. And that one's listed as the Feisty Goblin Saloon. And that place normally has more of a kobold population? Is that right? Generally, yeah. Okay. Generally, yeah. Uh, Adam, like, literally just thinking about all the fucking alcohol they're probably going to be drinking, um, is going to start formulating in his head an alchemical solution to, in case we need to, in between bars, instantly sober us up. That okay. way we can okay. uh, <laughs> move on and have fun at the so, next one. You have only about a week to come up with this. Okay. And that takes it takes a lot. So... You'd be going back and forth between a library, anything he's got to right. do to research this. You also have your own duties as well yeah. at work. Yeah. So, yeah, this would, yeah. in your spare time, you could try and work on this. Now, I'm going to need you to make a roll for me sure. to see how well this works. It's The DC is not going to be low because you only have a week to work on it. Fair enough. So, what I need you to roll is your alchemy skill check. So, you're going to use your intelligence and add your proficiency to it. Dope. Okay. okay. Uh, if I know he's... And taking this endeavor, mm-hmm. can I give him a bardic inspiration? Ooh, okay. So if you do this, uh, we're going to say that for the entirety of the arc, because this is going to be like over a long period of time, right? Oh, gotcha. You would be down one bardic inspiration for the rest of the arc. But I'm okay with that, if you're okay with that. Well, even if for just a, a week total? All right. Uh, it happens at the end of the week, so that's be when you make the roll. So. Okay. Sure. Yeah, fuck it. Okay. What's the die size? Uh, D8, right? Let me double check. Because it's level 7. I'm, I'm almost certain, but... It almost never gets used. It's a D8, yeah. Okay. Okay. So you get an extra D8 to this roll. And uh, your DC to hit. What's your bonus? Well, what's the skill? Uh, it's your intelligence and your uh, proficiency. proficiency. Okay, okay. So I think that's plus so, 7 for you? Uh, no, that would be... Actually, yeah, I think that is plus Proficiency, three. Yeah, yeah, plus yeah, yeah, three. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so then you're going to get uh, 7 plus the d20 plus the d8. Okay? Right. Your DC to hit this is a 24 or higher. Cool. All right, all right. Let me see if so I... So you gotta roll well. If I have, like, literally anything that can help this. Um... Oh, that's Mm-hmm. That's really not great. Uh, oh, no. Adding plus seven, right? Mm-hmm. That's 11. That's <laughs> so an 11? No. Oh, oh, my. Damn. I rolled a natural three, and I got a one on the fucking D8. Damn. Okay. So here's the downside. Adam doesn't know if it's going to work, and you don't have time to test it. Ooh. So we'll see when you use it how effective it actually is. All right. Or if it's counterproductive. You don't oh, know. God, it makes us drunker. Yeah, you don't know what's going to happen, Jesus. but yep. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. So you have this. This poisons us. <laughs> you've, got, you've got three of these capsules made up with you. All right. Just induces instant vomiting. That's how. Oh, <laughs> no. oh I love that. But we'll see. We'll see. I might, oh, I might no. see what happens. Um, so, yeah, we Gross. come up on the day of the tournament. Uh, is there anything you guys are going to do pre- to prepare? Um... um. No. Continue drinking. Uh, I'm a busy, busy bard. I have other things that are. Adam is actually going to take important. one of the three capsules. You don't finish <clears throat> this until the day of. That's fine. Uh, but he is going to take uh, one of the three capsules, hand it to Dirk, and whisper to him to mage hand it into someone else's drink to see if it sobers them up (laughs) (laughs) or if it makes it way worse. Okay, so you're doing this at the beginning of the tipsy tourney. Yes. Okay, so we're going to roleplay this after you guys go to the first (laughs) bar. So, uh, I'm just going to read off the names of the pubs to you guys that you guys have as options. So, uh, there's the Inebriated Scrapper, the Mystic Tavern Alehouse, the Twisted Gimlet, the Lucky Lime, Bittersweet Taphouse, The Pickled Jester, The Rusty Lantern Meadery, The Rogue Bowl Club, The Dizzy Fox Hideout, and The Feisty Goblin Saloon. So which do we go to first? The closest one? 
Yeah, the closest oh, the is... Yeah, I was gonna maybe say, we should start with furthest. Yeah, while we're so well, how this is going to work is you guys are going to go hour by hour. And each hour you can attend, or you can go to one bar. You know that at each hour mark, they begin one of these games. Hmm. Okay? So the, the, um, the night lasts for 12 hours. You can take breaks in between to help yourself sober up and other stuff like that. So, Bertram, you regular the... That that uh, mm-hmm. and 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 the little inebriated scrapper. Yeah, that one. You regular the inebriated sca- scrapper, right? Jesus I Christ! Do. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, sorry. I pre-gamed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to do that, but okay, you have pre-gamed. Bad idea. No. no. <laughs> uh, but pro fencing is <laughs> is your thing, right? You don't want to go there while you're sloshed off your ass and make a fool of yourself right right of course so should we hit that first sure okay let's go i mean theoretically anyone that does it will hopefully be sloshed off their ass so it's an even fight (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of how the the principle of the thing works so is there is there drinking involved with the pro fencing you don't know I hope there is. I, I'd <laughs> say let's go there first, make our good impression, and then make fools of ourselves at other places we won't show up at much. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, so you guys head off to the inebriated scrapper. And Adam is taking his uh, briefcase by motor and putting it inside of his briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> Because it, it doesn't have a ton of. Oh, that's fucking great! It doesn't I have a ton it. of papers in it yet. Oh, I love it. Okay. And it's trunk size. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this he's gonna awesome. he's gonna have briefcase inside of a briefcase yep. for right now, so he, it's yep. less weight. Yep, I love it. And okay. Dirk just throws his in his bag of holding. Bertram, you want me to hold that for you? No, I don't think I will. All right, see yourself. It's not. It's very compact. It feels, it's well balanced. Barely okay. feel the weight. Go so, for it. we are going to describe a mechanic that is going to rule this arc of the game. So, initially, I need all of you to roll a die for me. Adam, you are going to roll a d4. Dirk, a d6. And Bertram, a d8. I got two. Got a two? Six. Six. Five. Five. Okay. Now, add your constitution score... To that die roll. 16 for me. 16 for Adam. Okay. Mm -hmm. Make sure you mark this down. Okay. 21. 21. So plus what I rolled. Okay. So that is 22. Okay. So 22. All right. So this is your alcohol tolerance level. Nice. Uh, So as this game goes on, when you guys drink a drink, you will make a constitution saving throw. Based on what you roll, will determine if you take the full or partial level of that drink. Uh, it will give you a number of uh, points that varies anywhere from like two to six, depending on the strength of the drink. And this is subtracted from your alcohol tolerance. When you have reached one-third of your alcohol tolerance, so for example, for Bertram, he has 21. When he reaches seven, he is considered buzzed. At which point, he will get one roll on the Drunken Boon table, which will give him a special effect for the next hour. In addition, he will have disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. Is it round down or round up for the one-third? You would round up. So, for example, so for you, you have 16. Yours would be six. six. When you reach six, you then would uh, achieve that. Okay. Um, Okay. So, Are you going to ask him? So does Dirk go from like a 22 to a 20 now? <laughs> Why? For pre-gaming. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you're actually going to take... Yeah, we're going to say roll a d4. And that's how many you have lost now. Three. Three. Okay, Oof. so you, you, had a, you had a beer before you came. And you, you are now at that level. Okay. So you have now taken three. Now it's like hit points. You, you can regain them at some point. Just by like sobering up, eating different things, Perfect. or you know, like there are ways to help you. Okay, so um, now the next level is drunk, and you reach this when you reach two thirds of your alcohol tolerance. So for Bertram, it'd be fourteen. For Adam, it'd be twelve, and for Dirk, I think it would actually be fifteen 
for you, technically. Okay. So uh, when you reach those levels, you are now considered fully drunk. Not only do you get the benefits and disadvantage of uh, being buzzed, you also get an additional roll on the drunken boon table for the next hour and disadvantage on wisdom checks and saves. So basically, your wits are no longer really about you. If you finally reach your alcohol tolerance level, you don't pass out or anything. You're just considered wasted. Okay, <laughs> this is like you go. Well, you went a little too far. You gain all the negative effects of drunk, none of the positives. So you lose both those uh, drunken boons that you get every hour and instead only get one. In addition, you also have disadvantage on intelligence and charisma checks. Gotcha. Okay, right. now this is how this works. Uh, so there's a list of drunken boons that you guys will get at each hour, depending on where you guys are at. They range from giving you advantage on strength checks to uh, you being able to make a constitution saving throw that kind of completely nullifies any drink for a round. You're just able to just keep going without it truly affecting you. Uh, so these are the effects that will come up, and they should be a lot of fun. So you guys head into the uh, inebriated scrapper. So you guys have just entered the inebriated scrapper, and as soon as you walk in, you see more people inside this bar than you have ever seen before. Bertram frequents this place at least three times a week, uh, if not more, when he's feeling up to it. Um, and uh, as you guys see, you know, the development around you, there are people rushing around, servers um, that you don't recognize that we're, are working here. Um, they're all wearing, like, these uh, necklaces that have uh, a glowing red <clears throat> sigil in the center of them uh, that you've seen around town, that symbol uh, that you've seen as a symbol for the tipsy tourney. Um, as soon as you enter and you kind of take in the space around you, uh, someone off to your right uh, says, Hello! Are you ready to begin? Oh, I'm ready. Okay. Uh, and he uh, grabs off his arm. You now notice that there's like this array covering all of his forearm of these medallions uh, that you saw on the servers. And now you're noticing everyone is wearing one. Uh, he passes these to you. Okay, now put this on. Do not take it off all night. If you take it off, it will remove your count. Any tampering will cause your count to be incorrect. This counts how many drinks you consume in an evening. It also counts the strength of the drink that you consume. So, drinking Rotgut will improve your points, whereas drinking a uh, lager might not help your points. At the end of the evening, everyone will be called to the Central District Lights, where we will give away uh, the prizes to the top 10 teams of the city. There are also competitions at each of the different bars that are competing here, and he hands you each a pamphlet. The pamphlet has a list of 10 different bars, including this one, uh, that are participating in the, uh, in the competition. And each one has its location listed. Uh, it also has the game that is um, being played at this place to win the prizes there. And it also has a list of its specialty drinks that is serving tonight. Um, so the inebriated scrapper you see instantly. Um, it says specialty cocktails, ask your waitress. It also says good wines and good mead on there. Uh, the... Event for the night, Bertram confidently knows without reading, it is a pro-fencing competition. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason I like it. <laughs> and this place likes me. Yeah, exactly. So, um, we'll get into that shortly. Okay, so, hanging up uh, behind the bar um, in this floating glass case... There are six items being displayed. However, underneath them, there is no title. Um, and you are not able to physically hold them, so making an arcana check or an identify is not possible. However, you can make an arcana check to maybe get a guess, um, and I can probably give you a better description that will might point you in the right direction of what it might be. Okay? If Adam sees those... He's heading straight over there to check them out. Yeah, it's totally cool. So, yeah, uh, Adam, uh, I need you to make an acrobatics check to weave and uh, uh, 
Nice. Swerve through the uh, sea of people to get to it. Oh my god, Ma- this is going to be a recurring thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good sign. Uh, Ma- I mean, meanwhile, Dirk is going to oh uh, step up the wall and walk along the ceiling. He could, do, he could do that now because he hasn't drank much, but maybe we'll want to do that later. <laughs> That'll be... Oh, God. Awesome. Make Dude. a con check. It's going to be a while. Yeah, he's going to walk on the ceiling towards towards those. Is that a natural 20? No, it's no, a 10. 10. Okay, all right. But... I get five to that, so fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you, you no problem, are able to Assassin's Creed like weave through the <laughs> crowd to get. To I can the, just see this ending with me grappling, hooking a fucking rafters. I mean, the DC shit, was like, like five, so you were always good. But right, you're not right. gonna be later. <laughs> I know. That's the, yeah. That's the thing. Like, um, fuck. So yeah, you're able to get to it, and uh, sitting up there are there are six items on display. Uh, there are two potions. I'm sorry. Actually, you know what? No. There are three different potions displayed. There is also um, a pair of gloves. And... What do I want to put here? And a ring displayed as well as a spell scroll. Hmm. Uh, The spell scroll just has a seal on it um, that you are not familiar with. It's not in any, uh, I suppose it wouldn't be in a language. No, yeah. it's not in a language, and you don't recognize the heraldry. You haven't quite gotten familiar with the old school heraldry of Agelfia quite yet. Okay. It's kind of like an obscure um, knowledge that you just haven't yet had a chance to explore. Sure. Um, but uh, there is the gloves. Um, what else did I mention? The gloves, the, the ring, ring, and also a... Um, uh, three potions. And actually, you know what? Those potions are a set of three capsules instead. Cool. Um, so. Wait, each potion is a set of three? Or- yes. Okay, cool, cool. Yes. Yeah, I guess like where I just start from right to left, I guess Adam would go down the line. I don't know. How do you want to? Um, so, yeah, which, which one do you want to start with? Actually, you know what? Uh, go ahead and roll an Arcana check for me. And this will give you oof, a blanket oof, oof. for all of it. Uh, that'd be nine. Nine? Okay. Um, which one do you want to focus on more? <laughs> I'll give you one that'll give you some details on that might give you a hint as to what it might be. The gloves. The gloves? Yeah. Okay. Huh. So you take a look at the gloves, and you notice that the palms are... They seem to be normal leather gloves. Mm-hmm. Uh, they look quite comfortable, um, but the palms have... Uh, kind of like this blackish texture to them. Um, you've seen it uh, throughout the city. It's often used on the tires. Uh, you think it's some sort of rubber. Neat. Neat. Um, but that is all you can tell. Sure. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, if if Dirk walks over there, can he check this stuff out too? Yeah, of course. Uh, and as you guys, uh, I need you to make an athletics check. Or uh, acrobatics, I'm sorry. Um, and as you guys arrive, you guys are standing right in front of the bar. Oh, wait, he walked over. Oh, yeah, yeah no, 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 you don't need to roll. You're okay. fine. I'm yeah, on you're on the ceiling. ceiling. Yeah. I forgot. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, you're, you're on the ceiling. Um, you guys are by the bar, too, and the bartender, as soon as you guys are over there, is like, you want a drink? Hell, yeah. Let's do it. First one's half price. So, uh, what do you, would you like? Would you like a specialty cocktail, uh, fine wine, or fine mead? Well, I kind of want to pace myself. <clears throat> Can I get something that's <laughs> of moderate? <laughs> He's literally <laughs> laughing at you right now when you said you wanted to pace yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have that's moderate alcohol level? <laughs> Hang on. <clears throat> I need to make a check to see if this guy's sadistic or not. Great, because if he's sadistic, all the way, he's giving you the good stuff. (laughs) That's fine. All the way, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, I know. Adam knows what he fucking signed up for. Did you sign up? I don't think he knows (laughs) what he signed up for. I think Bronson knows what Adam signed up for. He's here. It's a nat (laughs) twelve. 
So, I'm gonna be nice. He's not sadistic. I I mean, I get a halfling wine. If you're into that, I, how many points is that? And I'm gonna hold up his wrist with the. It's like, I mean, I think it's only like two. It's pretty low. I mean, a watered-down ale is like one, so. Then that means I guess I'll have to drink more of them. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you like pissing, my man, that's fine. (laughs) Sure, that's what you want. I'll take two. Okay. Thanks. Yep. He pulls out just like, he's like, grabs (laughs) one goblet, sets it down, pours halfway full. One. Two. (laughs) Works for me. Instead of putting it into two glasses. There's too many fucking people here right now for that shit. He's like, you asshole. (laughs) And Adam's going to immediately, just so he doesn't risk, like, spilling it. Uh, over the cup of accent. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna like sip it off the top. (laughs) (laughs) What does it taste like? Uh, so yeah, it's a little fruity. Um, and it's more sweet than it is dry. So, meanwhile, Dirk's on the ceiling. So, the kind of thing that Bronson actually would enjoy. (laughs) Meanwhile, with Dirk on the ceiling, he's watching Adam and like, all right, Adam, double fisting for the first round. Get it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, so Dirk, uh, go ahead, and you wanted to take a look at these magic items. Go ahead and make an Arcana check. All right. Uh, it's a 10 on the die, plus 4, so 14. Okay, so you got a 14. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, I want you to roll a d6, and then also pick one. Three. So three, okay. Okay, so there and was then, the potion set... The potions, uh, each of the potions individually. There were three sets of potions. Uh, There was also a scroll, a ring, and gloves. You have no idea which one Bronson looked at, so. Uh, Which one Adam looked at. (laughs) I think Dirk would be interested in the ring. Okay, cool. So uh, you are interested in the ring, um, and you also are able to discern a little bit from one of the potions that you think you might uh, have a guess as to what it might be. Um, so one, um, the ring, you notice immediately that it has a slightly larger diamond than you would have expected set in the center of it. You also can tell that there is like this magical energy that seems to be flowing throughout it. Um, kind of like in a circular motion, like it's just, um, arcing with it. Okay. Uh, around the ring itself. And when it gets to the diamond, it kind of flashes. Like the diamond is bright for a moment, and then it continues on. Hmm. As if you can just tell without um, thinking about it too much, like there is a lot of magical energy within the ring. Right. That's at least what you can under you can gain from it now. Um, and uh, one of the potions is another one that catches your eye. Um, and it reminds you... Uh, The color is this bright amber-orange-ish color. And when you see it, it kind of gives you the sense of, like, deja vu almost. It fills your heart with courage just at the mere sight, if that makes sense. Okay. Okay? Cool. Um, And it's almost like you've experienced something like this before, but you you just can't quite remember that experience. Kind of like how when you're like... Like, you smell a specific sandwich, and it, like, just brings you back to a memory, but you can't remember why that smell brings you back to that memory sort of situation. The sight of this does that same thing for you. Okay, cool. Um, So, yeah, that's what you're able to view. Uh, Bertram, what were you going to do? Bertram uh, is seeing who's behind the bar, Uh if he... he sees his favorite bartender yeah he's actually down at the far end of the bar uh because like there's like an extra four bartenders right yeah uh that's where where he's headed okay. uh having seen him though he's he's looking around for fencing competition oh yeah so who has, um who has rapiers who, who seems to yeah so you can actually see that there's a small things. crowd that begins gathering around the fencing ring that's like raised up probably about three feet off the floor and it's like this, this strip um, that stands at the center of the bar 
Um, you know that they're able to crank it down, crank it up. But right now it's cranked up. And there is currently um, the owner of the, the establishment is standing at uh, the center of this, this like stage and is currently standing there with a book, like marking down competitors for this hour. Um, and you can see that there's a small crowd gathered around there, maybe like 10 different people. Um, and your bartender is like at the far end. So you can, you can go there and get your drink first if you wish, or you can go sign up first. Uh, drink first, drink first. Okay. So you, you head over and you weave through, you are going to need to make an acrobatics check. Okay. This will be fun. Not the first time I've done this in a crowded bar. It's not. Ooh, and the dice bear it out. That's a dirty 20. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah. So you, um, you, you very suave, like move through the crowd. Um, someone trips and you end up catching them. You know, it's careful. A, it's, yeah. It's a beautiful woman. Oh, thank you. And, uh, you, you continue on as you move forward, uh, to get your drink. Um, and your favorite bartender is there. Bertram. Bit busy today. Oh, yes. It'll be wonderful. The tips. The fucking tips, Bertram. <laughs> <laughs> well, you more than deserve it, my friend. Um, I would like uh, one of the usual, if you don't mind. And um, what, do you, what do you know of the uh, competition this evening, this hour? I mean, I, I think only two of the regulars showed up. So this will be fun. Oh, Adam I think, and uh, Dirk stand a chance then. Yeah, it should be funny. Uh, I think, I think they think it's a real fencing competition. Oh, this will be interesting. Well, um, <laughs> never been one to try that hard. And oh no 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 no! Like it's still being judged like normal. And oh good. Uh, Bertram, you know that the competition is judged based on three aspects and not based on uh, who wins the bout. Um, so uh, the winner is determined by three separate judges who each judge three different categories. Uh, the first is wit, performance, and form. So those are the three categories that you are trying to compete for. Mm -hmm. So, like... A regular fencing competition does not no. properly reach two of those <laughs> categories, so yep. puts you at an advantage. Um, so what is your regular drink, since you asked for it? It's um, a great question. Maybe a nice uh, scotch or uh, something with, with kick to it, but is uh, a little elegant. Okay, yeah. Uh, so... I'm just trying, trying to blame myself. Uh, so uh, I could think of one. I mean, there's always an old fashioned. There's also a Manhattan, but we have to come up with a different name for that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. It could I just be called like an Igelfia or whatever. Like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, one crooked bard, please. <laughs> one crooked bard. Okay. I like that. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you get your crooked bard, and mm -hmm. it's served in a martini glass. Uh, there's definitely olives as a garnish for it. The um, cheese stuffed olives. Yes, yes. There's mm -hmm. making me hungry. Yeah. Um, so I yeah, hate they, olives, but I know that that's a combo people like. Yeah, yeah I don't like olives either. But stuffed olives always <laughs> yeah. sounds good to me. Garlic stuffed olives. Mm. Oh my god, that sounds even better. Whole clove just stuffed <clears throat> into it. All right. Okay. Yep. Uh, anyway, moving on. We're moving on. <laughs> people are going to start eating. <laughs> All right. So you get your drink. And I'm assuming you head over to sign up. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Awesome. So you do that. Uh, we're going to go back over to Dirk real quick. Dirk, you were getting a drink. What do you ask for? Hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Dirk is going to ask for uh, cool. a cocktail. A so cocktail. Okay. You, you, you can decide. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So uh, you like something. Give me a uh, booze that you enjoy. Like a particular liquor? Yeah, it's particular liquor. Let's go with a cinnamon whiskey. A cinnamon whiskey, okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this night's going to end so great for Dirk. Oh, my God. Okay, yep. so uh, Dirk asks for a cocktail with a cinnamon whiskey. Uh, so they pull, out a, uh, uh, they pull out a clay mug, 
okay? Mm-hmm. And they set it on the table, and uh, then they reach back underneath, and they grab this thermos, and they pour in this red... Uh, I'm not sorry, this uh, warm liquid that looks kind of like amber in color and you can kind of like see um, particles in it. You assume it to be some sort of cider. Okay, cool. And then they pour in uh, on top some of the the cinnamon whiskey that you asked for. Uh, And they, they mix it in good for you. And pass it back. <laughs> that's literally like NyQuil in a glass. <laughs> like that's a lot of sugar from the cider. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh my god. Yes, yes. It's an angrier orchard. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly what it is. I know. I I drink it like every fall, basically. Uh, my I'm, angry orchard, angrier, where you put fireball into you. S- Open a bottle of Angry Orchard. You sip off a little bit and then you pour <laughs> a shot of fireball into it's, your. Oh fuck! It's also really good with Christmas ale. Probably. That's what I do, too. That's what I like it with. Sorry. Um, so, yeah. That's what you cool. get. Cool. <laughs> you uh, get a mug of so, hot cider with, with so, cinnamon whiskey. <laughs> yeah. So as they hand it to Dirk, he's still on the ceiling, so he's kind of holding it in an awkward fashion, and he tries to bring it up to his mouth to take a sip, and he starts dribbling on himself and like, nah, shit. Uh, casts his mage hand uh, with his other hand. It grabs the drink, and he just drops to the ground and the mage hand slowly brings it back down cool all right let's go okay. that would have been really Im- <laughs> that would have been really impressive <laughs> drinking upside down <laughs> uh there's definitely some dribble on your shoulder right now adam. and while adam like kind of brushes slash I guess just fucking soaks it. Soaks it in, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Soaks it in. I mean, he's not even going to bother at this point or else he's going to be casting prestidigitation like every 10 fucking minutes throughout this entire (laughs) tourney. So uh, (laughs) he's like wiping his shoulder and he's like drinking upside down. I feel like this won't have been your first attempt of the night. Probably not. Yeah, it was the hot liquid that fell into a no- his nostrils that just ruined it for him. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes with something bubbly. Um, suck, yeah. uh, so you guys are, uh, you see Bertram heading over to the sign-up table that's at the center of the bar. And you guys have been to this bar before because it is, it's it's Bertram's dive. So you guys come here often enough and you've seen him compete. So you're fairly familiar with what this competition is. Right. Um are you guys, do you guys want to compete? Oh, definitely. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So you guys, uh, as he's heading over to sign up, you guys also converge together, and you are finally able to sign up. Uh, there are nine others that have signed up for this competition, uh, and basically how it will work, it will be tournament style. Uh, it's a one-round elimination, okay? So uh, each of you signs up, and we're going to get to the first bout next time on Dice Heist. All right. Oh, no, I want to play now. I know, I know, I know, guys, I know. Uh, We're going to get to play, and it's going to be a lot of fun because I have written special rules for every single one of these 10 games that I have listed here. Awesome. Uh, So, yeah, thank you guys so much for coming out to listen, and I cannot wait to share the next episode with you guys. Bye for now. Bye, guys. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Dice Heist. If you like the show, we would really appreciate it if you could help spread the word of the show. And the best way to do that is just tell someone about it. Just reach over, tap someone on the shoulder, and say, hey, why don't you listen to Dice Heist? Uh, The second is writing a review and subscribing on whatever podcast network you use to listen to us. Uh, If you'd like to help us support our show monetarily, you can head over to patreon.com slash diceheist, where you can choose to donate at whatever level you like, and you will get some great bonus content in return, such as our one-shot onslaughts and our after-show, Heist House. 
We release episodes every other Sunday, so keep a lookout for that. I'd like to take this quick moment to thank all the people that make this show possible, starting with Aaron, Bronson, and Nick. I'd also like to thank Nick a second time for letting us use his song, Something for Now, as our intro and outro. I also must thank my wife, Erica, for her support and her wonderful work on our show notes. And, of course, BattleBards.com for their help improving our show with their expansive library of music that I use to uh, help immerse you guys in the world of Dice Heist. Check us out on Patreon.com slash Dice Heist, like I mentioned before, and you guys can get uh, access to some cool content. Uh, Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Dice underscore Heist and on Facebook at Dice Heist Podcast. Feel free to reach out to us there or send us an email at DiceHeistPodcast at gmail.com. If you guys send me a message, I will definitely respond to you guys. So please, I I would love to hear from you guys. So just give us your feedback. Let us know what you think. And thanks for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of Dice Heist. Dice Heist.